This is Pop Tech Nation. The weekly show where we talk about the most interesting stories taking place in the publishing and technology world. This is the week of November 23rd. 2015. I'm your host, Shavik Paul. I'm joined by Mike Rom. What's going on, Mike? Not too much. Had a good weekend. How are you? I'm doing well. So if you're joining us for the first time, this is where Mike and I sit around, talk about all the interesting things that are going on both in the technology world as well as the publishing world. So welcome to the show. Let's get started. So we have um, Thanksgiving coming up, which is always a fun time of the year, uh, and then immediately followed by, of course, Black Friday. What, what's your opinion, show of, of Black Friday? Listen, it's Mike. It's always craziness, right? Because Black Friday has obviously look. I don't. I don't need to be the one telling you this. It's completely gotten out of hand. Um, there are companies revolting against it, right? REI. I don't know if you read this, but I didn't. The 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 CEO of REI said we're going to be shutting. Interesting. So, I actually really like that company. They're yeah, cool. right? Really and, cool. and they were basically, what he said was, look, our employees should be with their families, um, as opposed to what I think a lot of retail brands are doing, where they're opening their doors earlier and earlier, yeah. as opposed to anything. The, the, the whole thing doesn't, it's just, like, a few years ago, uh, before, you know, d- digital or e-com was so huge, so I guess we're going back probably like a, a decade, there was like deaths in Walmart. You know, there's like still people, are. Yeah, there's still a lot of people. Oh, I mean, there's still literally deaths. Killed. You don't have to go that far back. It was Last year, there was some deaths. Oh, was there? Uh-huh. It's, it's happening every year. And you know what, for, for me, like, you, you know, I think the online stuff is interesting, and I know you, you, you read some interesting stuff about uh, some companies that have some uh, unique strategies as it comes to this upcoming Black Friday, but for the brick-and-mortar experience, like, it's just not worth it to me. Like, if I'm going to get, what, 5% extra off something, 10%. Mm-hmm. But the deals are good, but I think they're a little bit overstated where it's just not worth just going crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Know. Also, I'm a big fan of Cyber Monday, which right. is the real thing. Right. Um, and so, but doing that. So what's, what's interesting to me, and the reason I wanted to talk about this, Mike, is because there are, for the first time, I've seen some major brands like Walmart say that they're going to have app-only deals. So app-exclusive deals. And let me explain mm-hmm. that uh, for you so in, in other words you know these are deals it used to be that they're deals only in the store right then it became there are online exclusive deals and we're used to seeing that now it's gone a step further where it's not even about having it on their mobile website mm-hmm. right if you want to buy this particular you know 60 inch tv the only way you're going to have access to that is to be able to is for you as the user to mm-hmm. go download the app and order it through the app, right? So Walmart's doing that, and 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 Amazon as well. Again, like Amazon, I, I guess they have a lot of mobile traffic, but um, you know there are a lot of deals which are going to be app only. And what's interesting about this is, to me, it seems like it's really a move by these brands to push app downloads. Right? I was going to say it was a move to push the last three guys on a BlackBerry over to an iPhone or Android. Because <laughs> this guy's sitting there. He's on like a crappy phone. He's like, not getting these deals anymore. Uh, if you have a flip phone. Yeah. If you're Adele in the new Adele video. Text 997 yeah, Walmart. It's not going to work. Right. So, so it's it sort of, that is interesting because you know we we of course talk more about the publisher vantage point, but let's let's also 
cross the line over to our friends in e-com, you know, um, the retail websites. Generally, like like mobile has been obviously it's something we talk about every single week. It's something that all companies are talking about because it's generating so much traffic. But like mobile presents a lot of problems, right? Like for publishers, it's about uh, responsiveness and making sure the content looks good. But when you talk, when you think about e-com sites, their biggest problem is that they're getting hit the most from mobile devices, but like no one's checking out. You know, people are adding stuff to their shopping cart, but it's, it's, a, it's a widely known fact that, at least at this point, uh, it's really tough to get people to buy stuff on mobile, but maybe it's just I, that... I think that's changing though, Mike. I think for the b- really big companies, this makes sense. Like Walmart and Amazon, like there's an incentive for them to to have people thinking like the, this app is something special. I get exclusive stuff through this app. I get discounts. I don't know if like a smaller store could pull it off, but like a Walmart, this seems like a really good way to make sure people have the Walmart app. Like it, well, it makes I sense mean, to me. I think it's two things, right? I think number one is if if your goal is to drive downloads, then exclusives are the only way to sort of do it. And I think the learning. Uh, from or the takeaway from this really is publishers, you know, when we look at um, book publishers, when we look at magazine publishers, you know, at least when I've talked to them, they've all said, yeah, yeah, like apps is a strategy for mm-hmm. us or has been a strategy mm-hmm. for us. Uh, we'd love to see our audience grow there, but it really hasn't grown a lot, right? And to me, there are two reasons that it hasn't grown that much, and the, probably the biggest one is, what else am I getting in the app that I wouldn't get right. from either your website or from the print? Right, right. right. There, there is really no exclusive content. And to me, exclusivity doesn't mean the glitz and glamour. Like, in other words, just saying that, you know, the guy on the cover is going to be moving around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a compelling reason for me to say, great, I'm going to go, you know, download and read it on the app because the guy's spinning around the cover. Like, that's cool for a issue, but but I'm not going to subscribe to that. You, Whereas, you, you mean, like, just, just like a gimmicky... I, 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 I see what you're it, saying. Like the end user can sort of look past a gimmicky incentive to use the app if you give them a real sort of like content based, t- yeah, right? Con- okay. like, like like what Amazon and what um, Walmart are doing is saying the only way. Again, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. and this is a real example, right? Mm-hmm. There is a. Uh, I was just looking at this the other day because I am in the market for like a big, a new big screen TV. The only way you can get this 60 inch, you know, LG uh, uh, or like a Samsung TV is through the app, right? That's very exclusive, right? Yeah. So to me, it's it's sort of like if you want to read a article, a specific article that's hot, if you want to read maybe a specific type of content, um, these five articles are only going to be published in the app. Again, I'm not, I'm just saying like, but brands have to start, again, big, big brands are starting to do this. To to adopt that philosophy. Yeah, publishers need to start thinking about this. Now, I'll tell you. It it is really hard for publishers, right? Because it's like, like, that just sounded perfect, but then you look at it from a very logical standpoint. Publishers are not going to like withhold, you know, ripe pieces of content and only distribute them through an app when like they need it to be in the open web, you know? So it gets kind of difficult. Yeah, because the numbers are low, but but look, I can make the same argument for this big screen TV, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, if Walmart and has a huge inventory they bought of this, right, um, that they need to move before the end of the year, I'm sure there's a war between the marketing department and whoever else saying, hey, look, like, we can reach a much broader audience if you if you put this, 
you know, make this available on our website, yeah. not just in the app. Yeah, we, right? no, no, it's, or it, even in store. It is right? really smart. It, it's e-com is is just a little bit of a different beast, is because there is such a incentive to get a retail product for a little bit cheaper. You know, with content, it's sort of like it's the age-old story that we're, that we're living in right now where you can kind of get the news anywhere. Right. I think what could be interesting, I do agree with what you're saying. Um, when you think about – so like this is, this is a clear example of a company pushing people with – Incentives to their mobile app and saying you cannot get whatever this is mm-hmm. any other place. Mm-hmm. So how can publishers do that? I think something that a lot of people have been talking to me about is so exclusive content is a great idea, but it's a little bit difficult conceptually for the reasons we just spoke about. Like, do you really want to limit the the channels for a new piece of content? I think what could be interesting is the curation aspect, and we've talked about this before. But basically, saying like the draw of this app, especially for bigger brands that are coming out with more content, is that like, this is the daily digest or this is like the weekly roundup where right. it, it's it's them coming to you saying if you didn't check us this week these are the we published you know 100 articles these are the three must reads so right. at least they're not they're t- they're they're not like withholding things from the publishing universe or the reader universe they're just sort of saying like our editors are here to like make sure we hand deliver you and, and it's more of a curation piece which i think is actually a great if you like a publisher that seems like a pretty good draw rather than it just being a fire hose of content without any sort of curation element that seems like a good app exclusive. No, for sure. Benefit. You know, so so on the flip side, Mike, there was a uh, company, or there is a company called Flipkart, right? It's uh, based out of India. Flipkart. Flipkart, K-A-R-T, so Got Flipkart. It. It's really the Amazon, yeah, yeah, or the equivalent of Amazon mm-hmm. um, in India and that part of the world, right? Um, really, really big company, publicly traded, all of that stuff, right? They, earlier this year, made a very bold move of moving away from their website and going app exclusive for the entire company and brand. In other words, if you want to order something through Flipkart, the only way is to do it through the app. And and look, to a certain degree, I think what they were betting on or what they probably saw was the vast majority of their users were on mobile, especially in a place like India where everyone has a mobile device. Uh, Not everyone has a connection at home, so it's almost cheaper to be yeah. connected through a smartphone, right? So they, they saw all this traffic come in, which, look, in all honesty, that, that trend is happening here in the U.S. as well, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in Europe as well, where people are less and less on their desktops and of home, course. you know, dialing in from home versus, you know, or I shouldn't say dialing in anymore, no one dials in, right. uh, logging in through home versus on their on their mobile devices. So they, they, they made this very, very bold move right. of saying, we're going to go you know, app only. It sounds and like this that. is going to end in right. not good things for Flipkart. Well, no, no, no. So, so what happened was, and I'm not, cause there truth is I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything publicly where they've said that sales have gone down or anything like that. And maybe, but, um, they, as of, uh, I believe like earlier, uh, last month, mm-hmm. um, they brought in a, a, uh, or there's a new engineer and he's heading, uh, his name is Piyush, uh, Runjan, who actually left Google earlier this year to join Flipkart. And he, along with his team, sort of convinced them to go back to the web. Obviously, you can imagine Google was pretty worried about an app-only strategy, right? right. Yeah. And, and I'm sure played a part. Actually, there was a great article in the Wall Street Journal by... They, they don't have any affiliation with Google, right? It's just that this guy came from Google, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, a very web-focused Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a web-focused yeah. person, and, and he took it back to <clears> the web. And, and there was an article in the Wall Street Journal by Alistair Barr uh, that outlined all of this, which I found really interesting. But but the point being that there are companies that are have sort of tried going that way mm-hmm. and have 
either come back or are trying to come back yep. to capture that broader audience that maybe isn't in the app. So I, and, I, and it's not, and, and just to even be clear on what you're saying, it's not, it sounds like it's like this mobile only strategy, but it's really, it's that, still mobile only. Right. But, but that, that's not even doing it justice to like, it's native mobile only is what you're talking about. Yes. So like no mobile website, just exactly. a native app probably for iOS and Android. That's right. That's and, cool. And now they're saying native app, iOS, Android, plus there's a mobile site. Right. There's probably know? only one company in the world that could get away with that being Uber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Like a highly desirable, on-demand, single-purpose, you know, yes. type of service like That's that. That's right. That's right. Um, cool. Well, I, I, let's see how it plays out. I, so, I really like to sort of see what companies go down that route because I could see it working in some industries and, and not in others. And, and, and Mike, you know what, what I think, you know, going back to magazines for a second and, and news type apps, I think another compelling reason or to make it work with mobile native apps mm-hmm is to also um, allow or do more with push notifications, Mm -hmm. right? So in other words, it's not just about, like, come in and read my daily content or, uh, you know, my magazine content once a week, once a month, whatever it is, right, Uh, in the app, which I don't think is a very compelling argument overall. I mean, there are times of the day or or times of the week, I should say, where I'm willing to do that, but, but... on mobile, especially, I'm walking down the street. I'm not saying to myself, "I must read last week's issue of you know, X magazine." Right? Um, where it becomes compelling is when I start getting push notifications, giving me updates about whatever that subject matter of that brand is, and I'm informed and stay informed, which in turn sort of, you know, gives me the you know justifies in my head me keeping the app on my device rather mm-hmm. than deleting it, right? I think a really good sort of example of where this is going is um, Facebook's um, uh, Notify app. Have you have you been using that, Mike? Have you checked it out? Yeah, I, I, I did check it out. Um, I think it's really interesting, you know, the the broader concept of of push. It, like, it, it, it makes sense. That's one of the first things people talk about when we're talking about app development. It's mm-hmm. this new functionality that you get to be able to come to your audience like that for I think a lot of publishers that's like one of the primary reasons why they think an app is such an awesome product to have um, yet I don't see it being used a lot especially with magazine it's type not apps, used right? that smartly like I can't the concept is awesome on, on, on the functionality that you gain with something like a push notification the issue is and I, I don't know if it's just because we're digital media guys but I have like so many freaking apps on my phone especially like broader news like I use a little bit of Apple News now I'm a big flipboard guy I've been back on Twitter often brief me uh, there's all these great apps um, and like something happens in the world especially with all these cr- you know the crazy Nash uh, sorry world uh, news that's going on right now um, I feel like my phone buzzes like 20 times every yes. time something happens and it's the same push notification coming from CNN and pulse and yeah yeah it's the same sort of so it's kind of hard right. like how do you how do you differentiate I, I'm not sure but to, to answer your question with Facebook notify um, yeah I downloaded it, it you know, so, honestly, so for, for our audience, Mike, like, what is it? Sure, Facebook. Um, they launched a new native app. It's called Notify. It's basically a it's a news aggregator that with the primary purpose of selecting uh, publishers that you like, mm-hmm. and you're going to get you know smart push notifications that are going to let you know when like mm-hmm. maybe new content comes out or, or, or things that are trending within those publishers. I think a um, Facebook has proved to the world that either through acquisition or through their own development and sort of strategy that they've been 
absolutely destroying the mobile world. Like, and I mean that in a, in a good way, like their apps are extraordinarily successful. Mm -hmm. People criticize messenger. Mm -hmm. It's now, I think even almost, it might be bigger than WhatsApp. And of Mm -hmm. course they own WhatsApp also. Facebook has just been absolutely just, just killing it when it comes to, uh, their, their native app strategy. So do I, I think it's, I sort of trust them at this point for it to be a successful product from a UI standpoint. It's not, you know, it kind of looks like the new Apple News, which I think a lot of people are underwhelmed with the design of it. Like, it's very bare bones. It looks like something that you and I, and we're not designers, could have, like, sort of wireframed. But I think if you sort of read between the lines... To tell you the truth, Mike, I don't even know what it looks like. I've been using... So I downloaded the day it came out, right? I answered a few questions in terms of, like, what are my likes, interests, etc. Yep. Just like with most other apps. And... I was set up at that point, mm-hmm. right? Then I started basically getting push notifications through my day and mm-hmm. f- keeping me informed on various subjects. The reason I say I don't really know what it looks like is because I don't do anything apart from just look at those push notifications. Well, I think they'd be really happy to hear that. Like, right. That's that, the point, that, yeah. that was their point, right? Is yep. like, we'll keep you notified. Yep. It's not really about pulling you in to the app to then read the articles. So maybe that's I think why it they is, don't care I think, about I think it is about UI? that. No, no, no. I, I think so. So I think everything you said other than the last part was dead on. Like I th- I could totally buy that some people – like the designers of Facebook intentionally made the app look kind of bleak mm-hmm. because they don't they're, – they're not looking at it as something you open up just sort of at random. It is when they pull you in to read the article. Right. Like the whole point is to just be – uh, a notification app. And I think it's really smart because we're living in this 2015 was the year where every major either social media platform or sort of distribution platform is trying to create their own internet, their own web, right? right. That's what Facebook's right. trying to do. So all of a sudden when you have a way where any publisher can start to, you know, notify people, I'm sure they're going to build out more functionality. What does Facebook do? They all of a sudden take the onus, like they already took the onus off of the open web through instant articles. Now they're taking the onus off apps. Right. Like, it's like Facebook saying, like, screw you, Google. We don't need the open web. Uh, and then also, screw you, Apple. I don't need a native app to be able to have the primary function of a native app, which is push notifications. Right, right. It's really smart. It, it, it is smart. kind of scary. If it's you're, smart. <laughs> yeah. But it goes back to what you were saying earlier, right, Mike, where there is a huge portion of the population that, A, either don't accept or, or when they when it says do you want to get push notifications right. say people no. have to say but, but I'm assuming they're also not the people that are gonna ever download and an app, app that's right? just for push notifications. That's just for push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I, I will tell you this much. So I again have been using it since the day it came out. Mm. After I think like a week and a half, I deleted it. Because okay. it it got a little too overwhelming for yeah, me. Yeah, I can see that. Where I was, I also wear an Apple Watch, so every two seconds, I was getting a notification, and and that may be my fault. In other words, I may have um, oversubscribed to different channels, yeah, so I was yeah. I was getting maybe I should have been smarter. But then again, like it didn't really like walk me through that onboarding experience, right? I went so, through the onboarding also. It wasn't that intuitive. Yeah, and it was sort of like, here's all the things. You, and I'm like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And the next thing I knew, my every two seconds on my watch, it's giving me alert, right? My phone's buzzing every two seconds. And at some point, I felt like that information was no longer as valuable because I was also, you're right, getting it from other sources as well. Yeah, so my that's the thing. BBC app is also going off. It was also a bad week because of everything that was going on in France. Like, yep. So... 
I just deleted it. Right? It's for a very. I think you're right. I think it's for for a very specific person that doesn't yet use these other apps. Whether you know, if like you're sort of coming in a little bit fresh, you got your first iPhone recently, mm-hmm. and like you're just starting to get together the apps that you want to use. Mm-hmm. The Notify app's a really good way to right. not have to download 15 other publisher That's apps. Right. That's right. Um, but I'm always you know in, in the middle with this stuff because the the publisher or you apps turn are, off the notifications from the other apps. Yeah, right? that's what right, and that's for. like your central hub. Right. The thing is that so many users don't really the average user does not like go that deep into yeah, like yeah, their yeah, strategy yeah, yeah, yeah. of how to manage their <laughs> right like no we, we as right. publishers wish right. they would right but users are pretty fickle as you always say like they as soon as you ask them to like manage their notifications they just crack open angry birds and then they're playing a game for 60 minutes well mike you, you mentioned um it the fact that once you go into that news feed it looks a little like the apple news app yeah so so you know, which just brings up the fact: what is going on with Apple News? I mean, there was, there's always uh, updates on what's going on with any of these Apple products. I, I, this week, I read something um, in Digiday. It was, it was an author called, uh, or rather named uh, Lucia Moses. She writes for D, uh, Digiday. Uh, the title of the article is "Publishers Underwhelmed by the Apple News App," uh, which does seem to be the general sentiment. Meaning. And, and, and it's fine, you know. Like I don't even know how much I have to say uh, about this topic. Like, w- like what happened? Apple launched an aggregator. Um, on a personal standpoint, I think the UI is very lacking. I, I don't think it looks that good. Mm-hmm. It's been dubbed for the past six months before it came out as like the Flipboard killer, or at least the Flipboard competitor. Um, I think Flipboard's starting to have their own problems. Yeah. But at least it's it's just smooth and it's it's a unique experience and it looks really good. So I don't are, think. Are you using it? Because you're you're a heavy Flipboard user, like. Has this changed anything about how much time you're spending? Not at all. I never use Apple News. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just getting that functionality through so many other sources. I'm like really I'm like back on Twitter a lot. Like I'm just, I'm very like for me personally, I'm very hit or miss with Twitter. Like there are weeks where like that right, right, is right. my news and right. but there's a lot of great apps for this type of stuff. The Apple News, it's cool. Like I, I mentioned before, like my dad started to use it. Um, he was never really using any of these aggregators before, so it was kind of a cool experience. Um, from the publisher standpoint, I've spoken to many people about this. Um, no one is blown away yet, right? You know, right. And, and and that's okay. Like it's, you know, we 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 always hold Apple to a very high standard. We put a lot of pressure on them. They're not driving, like, there's no publisher, I think, in the world that's, like, looking at their their reporting and getting 10% of their traffic from Apple News. It's just not there yet, which is totally fine, but... The irony with Apple has always been their own apps have always underperformed, right, compared to third parties. I mean, if you look at any of their apps, I think... You know, everyone's got this one folder in you know on their whatever mobile phones. Their flashlight, their flashlight's <laughs> killing it, man. <laughs> their, their flashlight, yeah. It's not even an app anymore. I, I don't it's even like a use, function. It's a function. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't really use. Um, I mean, I don't even use their map stuff. You know, yeah. Like, well, yeah. You I mean, know, their their apps have always underwhelmed, and and I, I guess I had higher hopes for the news app, especially when, you know, because they took the newsstand away and this was going to be their big go at news. Um, you're right. It hasn't happened. Uh, we're, you know, again, when, when I talk to publishers, similar sort of reaction. And it seems to me, Mike, that all most publishers, at least the ones I've spoken to are really focused on how well, um, Facebook is doing for them. Yeah. I've, but I've also heard, um, no one's jumping out of their seats around the Apple News app yet, as we've just discussed for the past five minutes. But for, for Facebook instant articles, I think publishers are really pumped about the levels of traffic, mm-hmm. and they're really pumped about how good it looks and how fast it's loading. But I've definitely had a few people say to me that, like, A, the reporting yep. is just not that good mm-hmm. from Facebook, and B, 
the monetization options are still pretty bleak. Mm. You know, it's just a complicated thing. We think that just Facebook and Apple can just jump into these worlds. Publishing world is very complex. It's very complicated. And above all else, it's very fragmented in terms of its strategy per publisher. You know, Vox is different than BuzzFeed, which is different than the New Yorker. Like it's all having these one size fits all platforms is sometimes really difficult. Um, And it kind of, it kind of brings us to probably the last thing we're talking about today, which is, um, you know, a lot of people don't know about this new program from, you know, we just talked about Apple's, you know, uh, publishing relationships, Facebook's Um, back to the original bad boys of the internet, Google, uh, they have a new, pro- a new program called AMP. Uh, a lot of my publishing folks are friends. They've never really heard of it. It's AMP AMP. Uh, it stands for Accelerated Mobile Pages. This is Google's big foray into like we get it. The mobile web has a lot of problems, namely it's really heavy and sometimes the UI the the, the sort of the, the view of these web pages is slow and doesn't look that good. We are going to create a new standard mm-hmm. that is going to make pages load like five times as fast as instant articles, which I don't even know what that means because instant articles is pretty instant, but right. it, it, it's a protocol that I think, um, and I could be mistaken about this. So any of our listeners should definitely feel free to chime in. And, um, if there's any facts I'm leaving out, but I believe it's, it's a new protocol, which essentially it's, it's stripping down your pages. It's stripping down your HTML. Um, and the other and the other elements that aren't necessary for just the story, right. and they're debuting it, I believe, with only a select group of publishers, like a lot of the big guys. Right. Um, and it's supposed to lead to pages that are going to load faster than anything else and look better than it, anything on, else. Like in general, like are we talking about? It mobile. loads faster. This mobile. is specific to mobile. Yeah, accelerated right? mobile p- pages. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't think. I wonder what it does with their ad units and things like that. that. I, I, it's a really, really good question, and, I, and I'm not entirely sure uh, because so much of the the culprit of all the heaviness of these mobile pages it's usually yeah, it right. is. It's ads. It's tags. It's a lot of verification, like third party right. verification, so the advertiser knows where this was served. Right. right. That's the big. Sort of dilemma right now. It's a great question. And, why, and gotta, why would I want to do that as a publisher? Well, if they if I can't serve ads. Well, no, I th- no, you can serve ads. You, you can serve ads. Well, well, the, the, you still can serve your ads. I don't know if you make any concessions on your ad serving capabilities. Right. But remember, this is Google. Like right. they're saying, if you start to use our new protocol, we're going to index you higher. They're kind of pulling right. out that card where they're giving a very big incentive. Right. Like I think right. they'll get to a point. Like who knows if you're like they've already done this, right? If you're if your pages aren't mobile responsive, yes. your your indexing right. is going to get destroyed. This, right. this might be the next step in saying if this takes off. And again, it depends how much work it is because right now it is, I think, a decent amount of. I don't know if it's ongoing development and coding, but it yeah. does it does force the publisher to create a new feed that strips down certain elements of their current feed. So mm-hmm. it is effort. It is work. It's not mm-hmm. something that I think smaller publishers are going to gravitate to towards um, immediately. But we got to see how this plays out because if it really is um, a great experience and Google's prioritizing these pages, it's becoming this thing where, I don't know, who knows, in a year from now, if you're not AMP optimized, you might not index as high for Google. Yeah, I mean, I think the challenge here week over week, every time we talk, Mike, we're, we're, we're always talking about something new that publishers need to do on yet another platform. Yeah. And, and it's becoming really unscalable, right? I mean, forget the big guys who have the money and the resources. What about the small guys? You know, if I'm a niche publisher <clears throat> of some, some kind, yeah, I'm already worried about, you know, I'm obviously worried about my website and traffic to my website. But how do I keep up with creating uh, something specific for Snapchat, for Facebook, for Twitter, for, you know, 
Uh, now I have to think about Google and being indexed higher by creating yet another, you know, sort of like a native unit for it. I, I think it's, it's this is going to be a challenge. I mean, what right. I think happens, uh, as with most of these things, that it, with technology, there's like an influx of these things. And then things calm down and die or die down and there's one or two sort of standards that are left at the end you know yeah. so maybe we're just at the high of it all or or we might be living in a future where it's all about these small pockets of audiences you know like we've been living in this world where it's like one third search one third social but like who knows maybe in a couple of years it's like five percent of your traffic is coming from you know 20 different places and right. it's just like small pockets and you use whatever the advantages of each pla- you know snapchat offer Offers us this, Facebook offers right. us that, but the biggest problem is that you need large staffs that right. are capable of right. uh, you right. know, churning out all these different formats. That's right. Thank God for PubTech Nation because it's a good way to follow up on all this madness <laughs> that evolves every week. Absolutely. Well, that's it for our show. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you're not already following us on Facebook and Twitter, please do so. Please also shoot us any questions, comments. Uh, if you agree, disagree with anything we said today, we'd love to hear about it. What's the uh, email? That, that it's pubtechnation at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, and I also want to thank our sponsors, Maz Digital. Yep, today's sponsors, Maz Digital, uh, they power content. If you are a content creator, big or small, and you're looking for a great digital product, uh, give them a call. There's a whole bunch of new stuff that they've just launched, like Apple TV apps, Apple Watch apps, some really interesting products. So give them a ring. Yeah, or they're, they're basically the first platform out there which offers uh, Apple Watch output. Apple right? Watch, yep, and I think Apple oh, TV Maz, yeah. next That's year. Great. So uh, right. MazDigital.com is our sponsor. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have great. a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.